Halashing for Halas? Want to buy or fine dine? Stay tuned to High FM on 101.9 Tuesday mornings from 11am for Essen Fresen where it's all about the food. Good morning everyone. You're with Dolores Fischer again from Food by Flavors. I'm happy to be here in the studio on this beautiful sunny morning. Uh, we are gearing up for all the Chagim for our holidays and I think with that comes an energy. With that comes a sense of hope. With that comes just a new lease on something. I know we're all carrying something. I know we all have issues in our lives, but sometimes we just have to focus on beautiful tables, delicious food, a warmth and generosity in our homes, and hopefully that leads us into a better year. And that is all what we wish for. With me today, I'm very lucky to have with me David Carr. David is from David Carr Interiors, but not only is he a beautiful and unbelievably gifted interior designer, he is an entertainer of note, having grown up with food all around him. David, welcome to the studio. Thank you, Dolores. Good to be here. Thank you for being with us. So before we start talking about tables and table decor and how to create just something new in our houses and new in our homes and new around our tables, because it is a new year, uh, I know you grew up with food yourself. Your mother was Absolutely. the very renowned caterer, Pauline Carr. She fed many, many homes and did many simchas in the 80s, I think it was. Absolutely, 80s and 90s. So you grew up with food. What are your fondest memories? What, what, what are your fondest memories when you think of flavors and tastes? What, what fills your heart? Well, look, I, I uh, definitely love food, that's for sure. But I think for me, which uh, is so important about what we hopefully will discuss, is that Food is only half of it. For sure. Food is uh, the starting point for what the, the occasion is and having people around, but creating the right atmosphere, creating the right sense of hospitality and gratitude is what's so important. So my memories of entertaining Yontavim of Simchas was about the feeling that accompanied it. Of course. And the warmth that went with it and the beauty that surrounds it, and as you so p- profoundly said, it is a excuse almost to celebrate and to see the beauty of the world and the table setting and the decor that goes with it, as is true of our homes, is a reflection of our optimism for, for sure. the beauty of life. So just starting to think about it, I know people get so overwhelmed. Oh my word, what am I going to put on my table? I've used the same cloth for 20 years. I don't have beautiful new underplates that I'm seeing in at home. I don't have this. I don't have that. What would your tips be? How do you, how do you approach a beautiful table without breaking the bank? We'll talk just now about breaking the bank because that's another story. But how do you, how do you approach something? You, you thinking, okay, I'm doing first night. I'm having 20 people. What can I do to make my table beautiful, to make it special, to give everyone a sense mm. of that newness and mm. going into mm, the year mm, with mm. the new energy? What can I do? What, how can I look around my home? What can I find around that I have that I maybe haven't looked at with new eyes? What would you say? Absolutely. So yes, I always say with decor, one of the greatest challenges is to do it on a budget because, unfortunately, it's a truism that uh, the more beautiful things seem to cost more money. But there are incredible ways of creating sure. a beautiful space on a budget or not even with a budget. So, for example, yes, I think the most important thing is good planning. 
And don't wait until an hour before you're about to set the table to start running around deciding what you've got in your home to do it. Give it some thought. Look around for a period before the time and see with fresh eyes perhaps what you could use. Mm -hmm. So just recently I was entertaining and I thought I have an expectation that I might get a couple of flowers and didn't want to go out and buy flowers that I then would use. But I did need some things in the garden. So I went and bought a few trays of pansies and primula and used that in the decor, knowing that as soon as the party was over, I'd be able to plant them in the garden. Great. The same can yeah. be said of some lavender or some fresh other flower that can really be used and reused again in your own home. For sure. The other thing, of course, with that is fruit and food. I was that just can about re- to say be that. Reused. Yeah. Buy a bag of oranges. Polish them up, clean them up nicely, use them in a huge bowl under a domed cloche, and you know that are those oranges are going to be eaten For or sure. the vegetables. Or so, vegetable. I love doing vegetables. Mm. In fact, one of my things is I love just putting peppers and absolutely, a, and in between the peppers, little pots of basil or little pots of rocket. Absolutely. You can just put it within, and it just creates a beautiful table setting. Absolutely. So if you in your home. And you're thinking of colors. Do you feel that the table should always be an extension of the home color-wise? Or do you feel that just say you're living in a home that's quite creams and beiges mm. and stones and mm. browns. And you're thinking, oh, my word, I want to do something with that blue and white look. Do you think that's a mistake to start with? or you Definitely think- not. Definitely not. I think a table should be your excuse to break away from what you perhaps you most used to and be able to run riot and do whatever you want and create the table as its own entity and space. For sure. Okay, we're going to have a quick little recipe break. So just thinking about summer and thinking about new tastes, I uh, I was thinking this morning about soups. And instead of a wintry soup, I was thinking of a watermelon gazpacho. So I'm going to even fact make it for my first day lunch. So very quickly, you just take three cups of watermelon cubes, one English cucumber with the skin on, and I just chop it quite roughly, four tomatoes, three quarters of a red pepper, again, chopped quite roughly, a half a small green or yellow onion. In fact, you can even use a red onion if you want sweetness, a teaspoon of garlic, and of course, fresh garlic is always the first prize, three tablespoons of olive oil, two and a half tablespoons of apple cider vinegar, If you don't mind a bit of chili, I like to chop in just a quarter of a fresh red chili. It just adds that little bit of zing. A pinch of mold and salt, some black pepper, and I prefer to use the crushed black pepper. And you can add three quarters of a cup of fresh mint. Again, that is truly simple. You blend it all together. I like to serve it in little glasses, and you Just decorate with a sprig of mint or a few cucumber slices. You can add a breadstick. You can add whatever you wish with it. And it's just a lovely welcome soup on a hot day. So that's my first recipe for the day while we're talking. Sounds delicious. So talking about tables. So. You, I know you, you can do both. You do a beautiful formal table setting mm-hmm. and a classical. I've seen you do classical. I've seen you do formal. I've seen you do contemporary. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you approaching this year? What, what's your take on your feelings for the year? So I do think there is definitely a trend for people to go more casual. I think it is one of the post COVID things, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, people are having either less people or, uh, ch- change. There's been a change, a shift in ideas. 
in all of our lives mm-hmm. post that. So I think people are going more casual, and I think that's a worldwide trend. Excess is out, and okay. uh, and you see that in in decor also in homes. In decor, definitely in homes, people are realizing they can have less and have more stylish things. Um, so there's definitely a move away from the more formal things. I even seen what people are buying, and people are no longer using silver cutlery and porcelain yes. plates. People have less helpers, perhaps, so people are looking for an easier alternative to entertaining. Okay. And, uh, you know, one doesn't need 300 dishes to have to then wash up afterwards mm-hmm. when you can do it more simply. So there's a move, as you so fabulously doing your functions of just serving things on big platters or boards Boards, or mixing different things that you don't have to have each food in a different dish and have lots and lots of dishes Mm -hmm. around that need to be washed. It can be done simply and still be beautiful. Absolutely. I love the look of that. I love like baskets with Mm -hmm. silver cutlery Mm -hmm. or a beautiful linen cloth with bamboo platters. What do you think of that trend? Absolutely. I think that's really, really beautiful. And one of the things that um, I see you do, which I love, is actually serving things on brown paper uh, yeah. and looking kind of – there's a move for kind of market feel, fresh produce. So really the brown paper came from butcher's paper sure. and, and strings. And, uh, you know, so that that is uh, one of the trends. Instead of putting it into a fancy dish, just serving it in yeah. a piece of paper. And having said that, I go into beautiful venues and beautiful homes mm. and I f- – feel and find that when I do that casual look, people absolutely love it. So casual is the way to go, people out there. Mm -hmm. You can Mm -hmm. truly get some wax paper, some brown paper, some baking paper, some string. Type a bunch of vegetables on your table. We're going to be right back. Chalashing for chalas? Want to braai or fine dine? This is Essen Fressen. It's all about the food. Okay, we're back talking tables, talking recipes, talking chagim. One of the things that I just thought about as we were listening to that ad by David Aronovitz is that books, everyone has a certain amount of books mm-hmm. in their homes. And I love to take books and use it even as a razor on a table. I often go into houses and sometimes if you're just lacking something, just to put something on a table, I just get a pile of books or old encyclopedias. Mm-hmm. So many people have got this old world book still. Absolutely. And I just grab them. And even if you tie books with a piece of string or a piece of tulle or a piece of something, I even love having tulle because the books with the tulle mm-hmm. just has mm-hmm. that um, that look of the, the old with the new kind of thing. And you can pile and just a, a – a, a glass vase of flowers on that book just makes a whole new statement. So there are things around us all the time that we just have to look with fresh eyes, as we said. So let's talk about the difference between formal and casual. Casual, I think, is easier. Doing like a beautiful buffet is, mm-hmm. comes easier to people, perhaps, than a formal table setting. So talk to me about a formal table setting. Do you use underplates? Are underplates still a thing? Underplates are definitely a thing. So formal really implies the idea of individual place settings. Yes usually set with a specific traditional view of knife and fork on the right sides, spoons going backwards. The idea is that the things you would use first are on the outer Outside. side moving inwards. And uh, you would have your bread plate next to you, your main plate, your meat, your fish. Uh, and the table would usually have place settings mm-hmm. at a formal table where you'd be aware of who was going to sit next to who. Um, do you like to place people at tables or do you like to 
people to sit I with. don't. So as we were saying, my trend is to go more casual. Mm-hmm. So because of that, one can have almost some fun tongue-in-cheek ideas of doing that. Instead of place-setting people is having quotes on each person's plate, something that uh, inspiring an idea That's for the nice year. Idea. So people sit. Um, I remember the last Pesach, so what I've done is found pertaining, uh, quotes pertaining to, to Pesach and to, uh, things about, about the Chag and also things about, um, hope for the future and everything that, uh, for Pesach sure. represents and putting them and some being quite humorous and funny went onto the internet, found these quotes and printed them out onto little matzah pieces and put them at each person's table. It's a good starting point. It relaxes people. People can either laugh or feel a sense of, uh, insp- inspiration. So that's an idea that kind of mimics the idea of place settings, but, but with, gives a the interesting, with a bit a, of fun. And contemporary exactly. kind of feel. So for, for Rosh Hashanah, for example, we could take apples Absolutely. and put an apple on each place setting, do a little slit and put a little quote on a piece of cardboard Wonderful. in the apple. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly. a lovely idea. So there you go, people. There's a beautiful idea. Mm. In fact, I did one table a few years ago where my, all my daco was actually apples. I just did piles of apples on the table and there you go with, mm. um, with a table setting. So and one other thing, the other day I was, I arrived somewhere and they had white cloths and everything was very white. Mm. They mm. were doing their own tables and I had to come in and just do food. And I had glass under plates, um, but it looked quite bland on the mm-hmm. table. So mm-hmm. what I did was I actually went into the garden and I cut some beautiful leaves and I placed oh, it wow. under the glass place setting. And it just gave such a new energy to that table. So it's easy to take. Mm-hmm. Everyone has mm-hmm. access to some form of leaf or branch of something. Um to go into your garden and just take some leaves and, and use that as part of the decor. Absolutely. absolutely. And then again, there's so many cheaper serviettes on the market, like paper mm-hmm. napkins that are beautiful, and that can tell a whole story. Absolutely. So that that was something I'd want to bring up. There's such wonderful shops these days with an array, I'm sure everybody knows, of color serviettes across sure. the palette. For sure, for sure. Again, it goes into my planning. So don't wait until the afternoon before or don't misplan by buying green serviettes and then deciding you're going to have a navy blue table. Yeah. Take a piece of paper, sketch some ideas down as one would do with a home. And know what you're going to do. So this is going to be my theme. This is going to be my color scheme. This is going to, as you would do with a wedding or simcha planner. For You'd sure. literally plan it. Do the same on a smaller scale with your own home. Good idea. It can take 10 minutes of your time, two or three weeks before. And as you plan your menu, so too would you plan your decor. For you, sure. You mentioned the white cloths. There is definitely a trend to colorful, wonderful cloths. And tablecloths are traditionally something one has for life and are very, very expensive. People usually have bigger tables these days or adjoining two tables Mm -hmm. for a hug and having more people than they'd normally have. So one of the things we do and we do for our clients very often is customize tablecloths. Buying a cheap enough fabric, one can go to places that are just selling fabric or ask your designer or someone you know and have a quick tablecloth sewn up Such that a you good could idea. do. And what I love with that is most hosts and hostesses don't want to use the same one. Share with friends. The next year, swap it out. Ask a friend who's got something and use circulate your tablecloth so that everyone has a chance to use the something, look. Something, a different look. Mm, yeah. mm. So if you were, when you do your homes, do you start with a plainer tablecloth as as the first choice, and then once 
that's established, you move to patterns, or how, how do you approach Well, my favorite, that? personally, my favorite tablecloth is still a natural linen colored cloth because you that. can do anything so much with that. With it, yeah. But then I try add for people one or two really vibrant, exciting cloths. A trend at the moment, definitely, and I'm sure everyone will have seen, are oversized, large, floral tablecloths. Yeah. It's a trend in wallpaper, it's a trend in decor, and therefore spills out into entertaining and a trend on a table. So having these huge flowers, it just adds a sense of joy and exuberance, and people like it. And mm-hmm. there are so many fabrics on the market and so many tailors around that can really Actually, whip up a up, tablecloth up, yeah. within, within an hour or two. Yeah. One of the things we were speaking about uh, just before the show started was uh, floral arrangements on the table. Mm-hmm. And you were saying one mistake that sometimes people make is by having these high arrangements on mm-hmm. a table which look amazing when you walk into a dining mm-hmm. room and you go mm-hmm. oh, beautiful but then when you actually sit down you can't actually have a decent conversation with the or person across. across from you absolutely so usually any good wedding planner or any good function organizer sure. will know the tricks of raising flowers or doing it in a way that makes the table practical a lot of home entertainers don't have that expertise and will land up Five minutes into the evening, realizing the way they've set their table is not practical. So either there won't be space in the center of the table to put the necessary dishes, or as you say, there'll be a floral arrangement that's all wrong, and you have to start running around trying to find a new place to put it. So be cognizant of the fact that it has got to be practical as well as beautiful. One of the trends with that is to have long, narrow arrangements of flowers down the center of the table or fruit, or the things we were discussing earlier, but keeping it low and keeping it uh, accessible for people to pass dishes over the table if that's the style you're going for. For sure. And when you do your homes now and people say, I need to buy a dinner service, I need to buy mm-hmm. crockery, I need mm-hmm. to buy cutlery, what's your advice with colors? Do you still go for the classical take on doing a silver set of cutlery and a white set of crockery, or do you inject some color into the choices? I know for me, I've recently purchased for my functions black cutlery, which I love. And I know, Mm. I'm sure it is a trend that will last a certain amount of years, then Mm. people will get sick of that too. But I find that black actually works on any table. It doesn't actually matter what the color is of the function, and it just seems to work, which is why I opted for black. Absolutely. And, of course, at the moment, there's all the metallic colors, the rose gold, the bronze, the brass colors. And that's also on trend and uh, really good. You, You mentioned buying permanently or advising people, I believe one should have a backbone crockery and cutlery set, something that hopefully you will have your through your life mm-hmm. and investing in a good set because usually a good set of crockery and cutlery is better quality and you'll have that. And then uh, adding to that by the wonderful array of cheap, fun stuff that one can get okay. at various stores throughout uh the country where you can really buy glasses for eight rand each or you can buy a plate for 12 rand especially wait on sale that things have it all the major decor stores have it and one can do it and uh as i say either pass it around with other friends for the next hug or the next uh event one's having or indeed of course there's so much tzedakah that's needed and people who need things who want to entertain and don't have the resources at all to do it but would love some kind of donation given to them of uh of decor stuff for sure and i do have to say that i think traveling always sounds so um 
what can I say? Aspirational, but we have unbelievable decor stores right on our doorstep. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, absolutely. and not, not to break the bank as such. Beautiful, beautiful homeware stores that we can just get baskets or get beautiful mirror trays and they just add to a table without and are really cost effective. Without a doubt. Yeah. I find it very hard to walk past those kind of stores and not go to the sales section Me and too. find something that, uh, one would see, and and obviously, as I say, maybe the quality is not the same, but the designers who are buying and designing for those stores are literally going to the top fairs in Milan and in Paris, looking at ideas and trends from the very expensive uh, design houses and going and having them made cheaper to make it more accessible. What I always say to people, there's no excuse not to have a stylish home on any budget because of the availability For of sure. these things. For sure. Okay, let's do one quick recipe before we have an ad break. Um, so one of the things that I love to do is some form of a baked fish, either a white lionfish or a big salmon or some pieces of salmon, or you can do a combination uh, of a white fish and salmon. So what I love to do is there are so many fish rubs available. Take your fish, lay it on a piece of baking paper, and just rub it very generously with some fish rub. So let's look at two alternative top two alternative toppings. One is um, dukkha, which is also available if you don't want to make your own. I love chopping up some dates with some dukkha, rubbing it generously over the fish, and there you have a beautiful fish with a bit of olive oil, generous amount of olive oil. Um, or you can go the fresh herb root, which is literally take even the herbs that are looking a bit sad in your fridge. I chop up basil, coriander, some rocket, um, some rosemary, some oregano, and just chop it up very, very finely and make almost like a chimchurri kind of a feel with a bit of garlic and a bit of chili and some olive oil and rub that generously over your fish. So what I like to do is actually have different portions of fish with different toppings because you're having different people at your home and you never know what they're all going to opt for. So that's two. And the other one, which is really simple, is to make a mustard mayo topping. So you just take a little bit of mustard, mix it with a bit of mayo, rub it over the fish, and there you've got three fish toppings. So you can either do it on a whole side of salmon or lionfish or portions. In fact, sometimes I even do small wedges. So put on your gloves, cut your fish, don't be scared. People are sometimes scared of fish. I always leave the skin on the one side. It makes for just a firmer bake. You can Gently remove that before you platter it up. But if you don't want to, you can even leave it on. That's also okay. Um, of course, for Rosh Hashanah, some people like to use the whole fish with the head. That's quite a tradition in some homes, and often I do do that. So if you're not fearful of a whole fish on your table, just ask your fishmonger to take the center bone out and to clean and fillet the fish, but leaving the head and the tail on. And again, the same rule of thumb applies. You can just generously put your fish rub. You can choose one of the toppings. Um, and then if it offends people to have the head, you can actually open up your fish. So it looks like a butterfly fish on your platter. And the head, you can put some a big mound of parsley, Italian parsley or coriander over it, and just a big pile of lemons. I love just cutting lemons in half and just piling it on the side. Take a handful of chives or dill and just generously dunk it. I use the word dunk because that's how I cook. Mm. I love dunking things on a platter. It's not complicated. It's not difficult. And as I say, you can use a white fish, you can use a salmon, you can use whatever suits your budget and suits your, the tastes of your family. So for a if a generous um, fish, I like to go 10 minutes per each 
for each centimeter of thickness. With a whitefish, you need to go a little bit longer as your whitefish needs to be cooked. Um, with a salmon, you can go 10 minutes. And if you like it just lightly seared, you can go a little bit less in time. Um, I find, though, that most people in South Africa actually prefer a better cooked fish. I try and do it sometimes with just like a seared salmon and people say, please put that back in the oven, um, even at events, even at functions. That's our tastes. So, um, yeah, people, even with trying to do something like a ceviche, people actually like in South Africa a cooked fish. So the younger, trendier kind of crowd seem to opt for <laughs> the, the raw fish. They're happy to eat even a white fish with a ceviche marinade. So very quickly, while we're talking ceviche, I haven't got that in front of me, but I take some chili. You can take some sriracha, some chili sauce. You can take a combination of the sweet and then with the sriracha, a little bit of lime juice. You can use some fresh lime, some olive oil, salt and pepper, and make a marinade. And that actually is a delicious marinade, even just generously poured over a side of smoked salmon. Um, so, yeah, we can do that. Um, I'm going to give you a very quick Greek salad dressing recipe. Everyone has those ingredients available. And I like to actually take the Mediterranean Israeli kind of salad, tomato, cucumber, some chopped parsley, and then add in a few ingredients. So I sometimes add in snap peas, I sometimes add in beans, I sometimes add in edamame. And recently what I've done is I've added to that lentils and mango, and it makes for a beautiful fresh summer salad. And with that, the dressing would just be three quarters of a cup of olive oil, some garlic powder to your liking and some fresh garlic, two teaspoons of dried oregano if you haven't got fresh handy, some torn fresh basil, ground pepper, a little sprinkling of crushed black pepper, one and a half teaspoons of mold and salt, some onion powder if you have that available, some grainy mustard, at least one and a half to two teaspoons, and a cup of red wine vinegar. Whisk it all together. You don't even have to dirty your blender for that. You can just put it in a bowl and use a whisk, and that makes a beautiful dressing over any kind of summer salad. As I say, chop up your cucumbers and tomatoes and just add something that you have around. I've been doing lentils and mangoes, and people have been loving it. Okay. We're going to take a short break. Halashim for halas? Want to braai or fine dine? This is Essen Fressen. It's all about the food. So how apt that is while we're talking about Chagim and as we were talking about a new lease, a new sense of hope, a new beginning. I think we all need new beginnings. It doesn't matter where our life is at. We mm-hmm. all come and approach this time just with a sense of hope and a new energy. And uh, as I said, we are all carrying something somewhere mm-hmm. and we will always opt for our own pickle at the end of the day because it sometimes seems heavy, but uh, I think our load is sometimes mm-hmm. Not as heavy as, as the next person's. Um, so while we're talking decor and trends, I'm going to welcome to the show Panina Froom of Trending with two G's. Or is it three, Panina? It's just one G. Hello, oh, one G. I always thought it's two. Thank you for joining us. As okay. for those who don't know, Panina is at the forefront of trends and decor and table presentation and she has created just a beautiful abundance of objects and trays and platters which she how, how long have you been around now Panina how many years have you been doing this the for? training's been around about four years um yeah but we started off um, in the interior design space uh, where we saw 
the need for beautiful, affordable, trendy, cutting-edge decoy accessories. And that's actually how trending began. And just from um, your journey from four years ago up until now, how have things evolved? How have trends evolved? Do you see things the same? Do you see newness? Do you see something different? Or are there some things that just remain the same? So I often think back to, for example, when I used to go and have a dinner at my grandmother's house, um, it was always fine dining. It was always set so beautifully and so perfect. Um, and, of course, today we still enjoy that, um, you know, formal setting. But I find that within with time, um, it's evolved in the sense where it's become much more informal, where even if you do set a beautiful table that's um, formal, um, it's more with, like, you know, the linen napkin tied in a soft knot instead of that formal, yes, you know. Um, a very starched, um, like, harsh starch. kind of look. Yeah, Exactly. Um, even if you just like nat- naturally just drop a piece of linen on the, on the plate um, with a beautiful piece of lavender from your garden or from a bunch of flowers on your table, yes. um, it's definitely more informal. Even if it does have that formal setting, I find that it's, it's definitely more like we say, chilled. Yes. So what do you, what, what are people wanting? What are people looking to purchase as gifts and for their homes? What are the biggest trends at the moment that you are seeing? So I find, firstly, I find that people don't want a mission and patska and people's lives are busy. For so sure. what I like to do is try to give over less is more. Minimal is actually everything. So when you set your table, you start with a, like a, like a, just a plain linen cloth. That's exactly what David was there. saying here, yes. You build from there, you just, you literally, it doesn't have to be a lot to make a statement. So for example, a beautiful menu on your table that you've printed, um, okay. with, with your, with your, um, table linen. It doesn't have to be these like big, uh, um, fancy schmancy arrangements here. Yeah. Fancy, exactly. Like, you know, not, not at all in a bad way, but that is a little bit more old fashioned where today it's more like, Pick the flowers from your garden or go to the florist and say, give me something that just looks like it's come from my garden and you can cut it short, put a few along the table. In, in either, we have some beautiful ceramic vases that can also be used as jugs, which I'll, I'll tell you now about how I like to make, you know, I like to be able to use things, one thing for a few different ideas. Multiple, multiple uses, yes. Exactly. Not necessarily a, a vase is a vase. A vase can also be a jug, you know. But, yes. but um, at the same time, you can even take a glass from it from an old jam bottle and use it as a vase. So you know, there's so many different ways that you can use, um, yeah. you know, tables. And as we spoke, uh, we were speaking on the show just about combining what you have with something new. So maybe buying one new object, one beautiful something for your table, and as you say emptying out a whole lot of jars from pickled cucumbers or coffee or whatever, cleaning them up. 100%. And, yeah, I love to do that. I also do. Even and, like those beautiful whiskey, you know, those like uh, Meraki whiskeys, like those those glass bottles are so beautiful. You just wash off the, the label and you've got it like – You've got a very trendy-looking jar that can be used for your olive oil or balsamic vinegar. You know, you don't always have to buy new. And then often a client will say, you know, when when you've built a relationship with your clients, especially or old or new clients, um, you know, this is what I've got. What can you add? Just one piece to yes. transform the table. And often it's literally, you know, um, two little ceramic. Um, 
candle holders that For you sure. just add to your collection that gives it a bit of a boost yeah. and a bit of a new look. I know, know? just one of one of my new. favorite items from your range, and it was just, and I really didn't need it. It was a, a whimsical purchase which a friend actually gave me is I saw your beautiful vasing cups with the ceramic where it's all, almost molded that when you pick it up it fits in your hand. I mean we all okay, have vasing cups and I had silver ones and I had plastic ones from Israel and I had all kinds but when I saw that I had to have it and it gives me joy and I think that's what the essence is. Buy something that's going to bring you joy. And that's what I love about trending is just knowing that I've added even a little piece For of, sure. of, of beauty, of, of style, of you know, just just any ele- like elevating space for me, just to know that my clients come in, bought something small, but gone home, either as given it as a gift or bought it's a it into feel their good home. For it felt yourself. like their space. Yeah, their space or their home has been elevated, and and exactly like what you say, the gift isn't just a gift for somebody else. I always. Every single gift that we, we give, even if it's just for you, you know, often people say, I don't need the wrapping. I'm running home. I'm like, no, this is your gift. For this sure. is a gift from yourself. And we want to make you feel special. So when you leave, it's wrapped beautifully in linen or in a beautiful brown bag. I love your bags. I know when I always try and save your bags until they break because it, as you say, it just adds a sense of beauty and it just, it, 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 it surpasses the functionality factor. David, you wanted mm-hmm. to say exactly. something? I love the idea of using uh, repurposed dishes and uh, bottles and jars. Uh, taking it a step further, I love the idea of using paper cups and things like that. They're such wonderful brown paper cups. One literally could use repurposed coffee cups or brown paper coffee cups and put little bowls of flowers along, taking that theme of the brown butcher's paper For and sure. using it. So one really is no excuse. That, yeah, yeah. No excuse not to have something really beautiful Exciting. on the table. And the other thing that I want to yeah. say about that, as you so rightly said about the minimalism, I think there's also a definite need for people to be true to themselves. If you are a natural host or hostess or entertainer, and for that sure. is your shtick, and that is what you love to do, go for it. If you're not, and you want to keep it more simple, don't feel the pressure to do it when that's not who you are. Your hospitality, exactly. your love for people will still come through in the same as a home. It's got to be a reflection of who you are. And if your if your need is to get a wonderful caterer like Dolores to come and do the entire sim- function, good for you. Do that and be proud of it and let your your love and your hospitality be the shining light of, sure. the, of the evening. So, Panina, what are 100%. people buying this year? What are the trends? Talk to us quickly about so, trends. So, so, people, I find, are buying more smaller Think like smaller, especially after COVID, people aren't entertaining as of a big scale as they used to. So it's smaller bowls, smaller dishes. But what I absolutely love, and this is what I wanted to say, was that um, an item from my store can be used in so many different ways. So when you buy, for example, and that's when I like to say it's so affordable because people don't, as you say, like, you know, I've got this, I've got that, what more do I need? You know what? Sometimes just one piece that you can use in so many different ways. So, for example, a wooden storage box. You can use that in the center of your table, put fresh flowers in it, red apples, and fill it with honey. Or for dessert, you can move it off the table, fill it with ice cream, like ice cream jars, cones, paper plates, and forks just to make it. And you've transformed something that was at the center of your table to now be part of your dessert. A gin bar, fill it with all the different um you know, fresh herbs and fruit that yes, you like to put in. Yes, and cinnamon sticks. And then I love cinnamon sticks, cinnamon even sticks. as decor in a vase. Yeah. 
Exactly. So that's another thing. You know, our hummus bowl, for example, it's not just when you're looking at the hummus bowl, it's, it's, it's not just a bowl of hummus. You're actually looking at a piece of beauty. And that's what I also love is that it's an experience. Trending is an experience. It's coming to the store and experience it or even just send an SMS or a WhatsApp and your, your gift or whatever you need will be delivered to your door. It's about the experience, and that's what we love at Trending, is that we hope to elevate and to give people an experience, a trendy, cutting-edge experience when you shop with us, when you use our product, and hopefully when you add it to your other products in your home. For sure. Panina Froome from Trending, thank you for joining us today and giving us some insight into what's going on. And good luck for the next two weeks. I'm sure you're going to be crazy busy. Please, God. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Panina. Thank you. Bye, everybody. It's all about the food. Okay, we're talking chagim. We're talking tables. We're talking delicious food. We, but more important, we're talking warmth and hospitality and generosity, which is something that is priceless. So while we're all talking about food, let's talk about leftovers. We all say, oh, my word, I've made so much. I made too much. And then what happens to all that food? So I like to actually use what is left over. So if you have chicken or beef or fish or something left over, one thing you can do is turn it into a stir fry. You can even use some of the vegetables that have decorated your tables, right? So if you've got the peppers and the marrows and the red onions, etc., on your table, chop it up, toss it in some form of a wok or pot, a little bit of oil at the bottom. When I do a stir fry, I generally don't use olive oil. I like to use a sesame oil or a garlic oil or a peri-peri oil. I find the sunflower-based oils are better for that kind of an experience. So chop it up, um, strip your leftover chicken, strip your leftover beef, um, toss it all together with some vegetables, add in a little tossing of sriracha or sweet chili, some light soy sauce, Definitely add a small red onion if you haven't already added it, uh, some beans, a handful of basil. So people sometimes think basil only goes with pasta dishes. I actually love basil with meat. Um, I find it works so beautifully with chicken and with beef. Strip it all up together. If you have time and if you have the energy after you've entertained for two days, you can actually take your chicken and beef pieces and just lightly rub with a little bit of oil and fry them first so it just gives that coating of that stir fry feel that you would find in like an Asian type of restaurant Um, toss it all together and there you have a beautiful stir fry to take you through when you're all tired and weary and have had enough of the chagim until we start eating again the next week. I think we forget very quickly how full we get and how quickly we eat again. Um, so thank you to David Carr, my special guest today from David Carr Interiors. As I mentioned, he is not only an interior designer of note, but a fabulous entertainer. And not only is he a fabulous entertainer, he will keep you regaled with stories and anecdotes from his mother's table up to today. He's an unbelievable baker. Can you share your favorite cake with us, David, just before we wrap up? Oh, I don't know. There's, uh, that is something that also goes on trend. Fashions change For all sure. the time. And uh, some cakes are nostalgic. I, I think of things like marble cake and chiffon cake, which I still would use from recipes from the International Goodwill For or sure. the Singing Kettle sure. to very contemporary cakes. My favorite cake at the moment is an incredibly contemporary cake, well, at least for me, which is a brown butter and poppy seed cake made with a cream cheese base. And uh, that seems to be a wonderful hit with everybody who tastes that. Sounds wonderful.
I'm going to give you a quick foolproof chocolate cake recipe. Mm -hmm. It's not the most decadent in the world, but it's just something that always works. So what you're going to do is take one and a half cups of flour, sifted, a half a cup of ground almond flour, and two cups of sugar. That's your one section. Your second section is... 125 grams of cardin if you're opting for parav or, of course, butter because nothing beats butter mm -hmm. in baking. A half a cup of sunflower oil, four heaped tablespoons of cocoa powder, and a cup of hot water. That is your second section. You're going to then blend those two together. You can almost do this with a hand beater. You don't even have to dirty a Kenwood if you don't want to. Mm -hmm. And the last part is you're going to beat together two eggs, a half a cup riches or fresh cream, if you're opting for the milk version, and a teaspoon of vanilla extract, one teaspoon of bicarb. So there you have three sections to this chocolate cake, which may sound messy, but it's actually very quick and easy. Blend everything together with a whisk in a one bowl. I like to use a springform tin because then it always has the base. I like to put a piece of baking paper over the base of my springform tin and then adding my mixture to the tin. I also love to leave the baking paper once the cake is fully baked. So that particular cake is 35 minutes in the oven, then poke it with a knife or your, um, your, your tester, tester and um, see that it's just Cook through completely different ovens cook differently. I then let it cool, uh, take the spring form out and there you have a beautiful cake. And you can top that cake with some chocolate mousse or a pile of strawberries or even some poached apples or pears. I love the combination of chocolate and fruit. That's one of the things I love. The other easy just while we're talking chocolate, what I love to do also is just cut up fresh fruit. And it sounds so old-fashioned, almost like a fondue, but people love the combination of chocolate and fruit. So I love grapes and pineapples and strawberries piled on a board, a wooden board with your brown paper, with your wax paper, with your baking paper, whatever you have handy in the kitchen, and put a beautiful bowl of melted chocolate next to it, a pile of skewers, and it just gives a contemporary edge to the old fondue, which everyone loved. So let's end on a sweet note. There we go. We have chocolate. We have fruit. We have beautiful tastes and flavors. Thank you to David for talking us through table trends. Thank you so much for having me. I will be back the week of just before Yom Kippur. Next week you will be with Sharon Lurie again. So thank you so much and wishing you all a beautiful and sweet New Year.